Welcome to the Reality Check Podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. Today's episode is going to be a follow-up to a previous podcast, as well as a blog post that I've written. The previous podcast, I had my wife on, and she's back on now. Hi, Maria. Hello. So we're about eight, eight nine weeks into um, my son Archer's life, and we wanted to give some um, information and feedback and some advice, sort of following up from the questions that people had from the blog post. So the first thing I wanted to address was if you could give me maybe the top three things that you think an expecting parent should buy. Okay, okay. well, that's a good question. Um, a bed that you can put in your own room. So we've got a side cart, which is, it's like a bassinet, but it's only got three sides. And the fourth side is like your own bed. So it attaches on, but he's not sleeping right inside your bed. So why is that a good idea? Well, you want the baby when he's really young to be in your room but well some people just have them right in the bed but a lot of people find it a bit nerve-wracking to have the baby there's a bit right of a risk of sits from that well there can be yeah yeah but on the other hand it actually there's actually less chance of sids if he's in the same room as you so yes. you've got to find that balance um but we found the side cart really good because he's right next to me he's got his own bed but he's right next to me so i can just roll over and feed him in the middle of the night without him properly waking up I don't have to turn the light on I don't have to get up to get him out of his bed and so that just makes it so much easier for the two of us to go straight back to sleep after we're done feeding which means we both get a much better night's sleep and I've got to say I, I do as well if you had to get up and turn the light on and do this whole process I'll yeah, be awake for a long time so too. you don't even have to wake up mm, I'm, I'm finding that I might wake up maybe if when you're changing the change the baby or sleeping mm. or feeding him in the night but because it's a, 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 like it's a salt lamp next to the bed, so it's quite dull. Yeah. Much. yeah. I just put on a dim light if I need to see him. Because you need to see his face when you're feeding, but it can just be a little bit of light. And that, and that way you get to go back to sleep quicker, so you get more sleep, which That's leaves right. you in a better mental state, yeah? Yeah, and the more the baby can sleep at night, the better he learns to sleep at night, if that makes sense. So that actually sets him up for... It's good for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what else would you recommend? Um, I found the nappy change table really good. Some of my friends have said they never used one. They just had the baby um, in the room and they just changed him on the floor. But I found getting down on the floor is really annoying, especially when you've just had a baby. Same thing in the middle of the night as well. Yeah, yep. So I've got I've got the nappy table right in the bedroom with me and I've got all my stuff there. So then if I need to change him, I can just put him down. It's better for my back as well. Yep. And I've got all my stuff there that I need, including changes of clothes. Um, and that just makes it so much easier. So on the change table, we've got um, diapers, we've got gloves, bags. Um, bags are for putting the dirty nappies in. Yep, some, some hand sanitizer. Yep, and then I've got a couple of changes of clothes and the rest of his clothes are in his bedroom, which is down the hallway. Which he hasn't really used yet. Yeah, no, which he won't be using for a while. Okay. Um, and then I've got some other stuff there. Oh, cloth nappies and disposable nappies, depending on what I want to use that day. Burp cloths, um, what else? Wipes, all that stuff. All yeah. that stuff. Okay. And the other thing that I would suggest that we would need is the Baby Beyond. Oh, yeah, the carrier. Yes. Yeah. yeah so the Baby Beyond is a type of carrier, um, which can be adjustable. You can have the baby facing you, facing away. There's a few different options. But, and I can breastfeed with him right in there. So I found that maybe the first few weeks I was at home because I didn't really feel confident going out. But since I got 
really confident using the carrier. I've been out every single day and it's good for the baby. He's getting fresh air. He's learning how to deal with noise around him and people around him. And it's good for me because I'm not stuck at home all day long. So what do you consider better, the baby Bjorn or a good pram? Definitely the Bjorn, the carrier. The pram, I used a couple of times, maybe three, four times before I got confident using the carrier. The thing about the carrier is he has to be at, at least 3.5 kilograms to go into it. And he was born at 3.3, so I couldn't even use it for a couple of weeks anyway. Um, and he just seemed so small in there, so I wasn't confident for a few weeks. So we used the pram a couple of times, and it was so awkward. You had to wrap him up, and you put him down. He has to be flat on his back facing you. So then he's wobbling around in there. He's not strapped in, but you can you can tuck him down with a blanket, but then he might get too hot because it's summer. It's, it's quite a hassle. Yeah, you've got to get it's it out of the house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got to, like, you know, you, he's wobbling around in there on the sidewalk. And he was all right if he was asleep. The second he woke up, he wanted to get out of there. He's like, hugs. where the hell am I? Yeah. yeah. So then when I started using the carrier, I found, like, he's just happy in there. The first, actually, that's not true. The first few times, maybe even the first ten times I put him in, he was a bit like that in the carrier, too. He's like, where am I? What am I doing here? Um, but then once he got used to it, he realized, oh, I can sleep here. I can eat here. It actually calms him now, doesn't it? Yeah. He just loves it. And if he wakes up in the carrier, he's already got hugs. He's already got food nearby. He doesn't need to cry. Yeah. So he's really calm. Whereas in the pram, he cries when he wakes up. So we haven't even used the pram since we realized that. So probably for the whole last month, we haven't used the pram. Yeah. But you've, you've spoken to people that are the complete opposite. They've not had any luck with the carrier and... That would prefer the pram sort of thing. Um, I have spoken to people that have never tried a carrier okay. and, and have decided to use a pram. Um, but people that I know that have tried a carrier have absolutely loved the carrier and and have said, I've never used my pram. Mm. And some of them even went and bought, a, you know, a $1,000, $2,000 pram and then went, I shouldn't have even bothered because I never used it. So that raises two points. I think the first one I want to, or the two that I want to talk about is what to buy before and then yes. what to wait for. And the second one was contradictory advice. Yes, So let's, exactly. let's um, just quickly touch on the contradictory advice. Sure. So I found this from my perspective and we're giving advice now. Yeah. But I think the key is is take advice from a bunch of people because a lot of, a lot of different parents, a lot of experts mm-hmm. will tell a bunch of different advice. And I've seen you, Maria, get a bit upset mm-hmm. and even like a bit teary from from sort of feeling like you've, you've, you're not doing the right thing because yeah. you're told one thing, you're told another thing and you get told by different experts, different yeah. books, everyone's telling you different stuff. That's it. So it's, it's sort of about finding a balance between, you know, current, current research and what works for your baby and yeah. what you can actually do in your life. Yeah. So some, some people might say, hold your baby for as long as possible. Mm. And other people will say the exact opposite. Let it cry Try out. Try and put him down. Yeah. And Actually, crying it out now has been proven to not be the right thing to do. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, but there's different types of crying it out. But people will still tell you. People still have said yeah. to you, like, let him let him cry it out. Like, they'll still give you that advice More even though it's been proven. older people. That, older people. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is about crying it out, there's different ways. Like, there's, there's a very legitimate version, which is when they're a bit older and they have the chance to go to sleep on their own, you can leave them for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, maybe two minutes, just to see what happens if he's just grizzling a little... He might just grizzle a bit and go to sleep because sometimes babies cry a bit before they go to sleep mm. and that's normal. And if you go and pick him up, you'll actually wake him up. Mm. Um, that's one very gentle version of, you could call it crying it out, but it's really not. 
But then on the other extreme of that is like closing the door behind you and just letting the baby cry for an hour. So you've yeah. got to, you know, down that 30 seconds thing, that's actually okay. But but once again, people will tell you a bunch of different things. Yes, exactly. So how, how have you, not about a particular thing like the crying mm, about, but mm. maybe about feeding or about anything? Because like, mm, there's mm. so many different things that people will tell you different mm. advice on. How do you yourself feel confident in what you're deciding to do? Yeah. Well, the first few weeks I just didn't and you just feel unconfident and vulnerable and I don't know what to do. But I sort of slowly realised like different things work for different people. So some people found that with their babies, their babies went to sleep one way, the other baby went to sleep another way. So they're trying to tell you what worked for them and they might think it might work for you. But what you've got to realise is that it's just what worked for them. So you can try it and definitely try all different things. But there'll be one thing that stands out that works for your baby or for that mm. worked for my baby. So once I tried 50 different things and went, okay, these five actually work, now over like over the last two months I've realised that I'm confident using those five things. So so an example of that that I've seen would be swaddling. Yeah. So so for those that are not sure, swaddling is when you sort of um, basically wrap your baby up like a mummy. Yeah. So, so his hands are sort of either pinned to his chest or above. And we've found that... Or even down. So or even yeah, or even down. But we've found there's there's a velcro swaddle that sort of just makes it. You put him in. His hands are pinned sort of down or on his chest, mm-hmm. and it just velcros up. But and the velcro other, stops him from unwrapping himself. Yeah, the velcro is great in that way. The other ones aren't so good, but other people have used those exact ones, and their baby would prefer to have his his or her hands up or in a different position. Yeah. So there's some people I've spoken to that like the. It's called a love to dream swaddle, where the hands are up up near the head. And if you've got a baby that likes to have their hand up near their head, then that's perfect. But for my baby, he just hates it because he's just hitting himself in the face and he's getting annoyed at himself. So it's it's about sort of trying a few different ones and seeing how it goes. Yeah, so in terms of buying ahead of time, buy one Velcro swaddle, one, um, one Love to Dream swaddle and one just normal big muslin cloth mm. and try all three. And there'll be one that probably really stands out. So the same thing, I suppose, with dummies. We've found as soon as... There's a, there's a bunch of different types of teats on the dummy. Yeah. And we've found that by Archer using a dummy, it's actually impacted your ability to breastfeed, so we've stopped the dummy. Yeah, so we got given four of the same type of dummy originally as a present. So Who would have thought, thought there was a different type I of didn't dummies? I know. <laughs> didn't know there was different types. So we tried them all and they all didn't work. He just spat them all out. Um, and so we thought, oh, dummies don't work. And then I've got a friend that said, oh, what about this other type? And, and so she gave me one to try. And he sort of liked it a little bit more than the others. So we kept trying, kept trying it. And one time we tried it a lot, like we um, had spit it out and we would put it back in, spit it out, put it back in, because someone said, um, keep trying the dummy. And like I said before, you keep trying until something doesn't work. So, so he was spitting it out, spitting it out. And then after a while we gave up and then we went to bed. And then that night he started treating the boob like he did to the dummy, spitting out, putting in, spitting out, putting in. And I couldn't work her out for a while. Then I realised he was, like, treating it like he had treated the dummy. So after that, we were like, okay, maybe no more dummy for a Mm. while. But, yeah, we could probably even try two other types, but I'm not going to bother for a while. It's it's about trying everything and seeing what works and what suits your lifestyle. And I suppose on that topic, other people will give advice, I suppose, depending on their belief system. So some people will say you know, you should breastfeed the whole time. Other people will say, don't breastfeed at all. And this is yeah. a cultural thing. Some cultures yeah. very much against breastfeeding. Some yeah. are very much for. And I suppose you can go right down the line to being, you know, pro or anti-vaccine. Yep. I um, very much err on the side of get your child vaccinated. Yep. 
Um, you know, and there's a lot of obvious reasons that I can go into at a later stage. Mm. But people will tell you a bunch of different advice on a whole bunch of different topics. Yeah. So, Actually, speaking of that, I've since read, if the baby spits the dummy out, don't put it back in. So okay. you've just yeah. got to try your own thing. Okay, so let's... Um, Let's just go through the other thing that I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. What do you think they should buy beforehand mm-hmm. and yep. what should they wait to see? And and yep. by buy, I mean a lot of people are going to give you a bunch of clothes and a bunch of other stuff, but let's consider that being you purchasing as well. Because you like rather than just waiting for people to give you stuff, maybe suggest, yep. I need these things. So yep. if you could sort of... Just not not too extensive, but it's the main things that you're like, you, should ha- you need this prior and you yep. don't need this prior. All right, well... The first thing is a lot of the main thing people gave me was muslin cloths and blankets, which you definitely need, need, but you only need a few of each, whereas now I've got probably 20 of each. Um, so don't buy any of them until you see if people give them to you. And people love to give you size 4-0 and 3-0 clothes. Because they're cute. Because they're cute and they're the new newborn stuff. Um, so you might not need to buy any of that. I wouldn't buy any of that until you um, maybe even have the baby or at least have your baby shower you will need at least sort of six to ten sort of outfits in each of those sizes but you will probably get them all for your baby shower clothing that's a bit bigger I went ahead and bought a few secondhand items because I wanted to be prepared but you definitely don't need to do that until the baby's like probably six months old um a cot you don't need to buy beforehand especially if you're um, willing to have the baby in your room. They do recommend having the baby in your room for 6 to 12 months. So you don't actually need a cot until you're going to move the baby into a cot. Um, a pram, you probably don't need to buy a pram until you're sure that you need a pram. I would definitely but, buy but a you, carrier. But you had a vaginal birth, not a um, C-section. So if you had have had a C-section, you might have needed the pram. That's true. Because you wouldn't be able to yeah. support the baby's weight. Well, then, okay, I bought a second-hand pram for about $100. Maybe the wisest thing would have been to buy a second-hand one, buy a cheap one, just so you know you've got one. And then once you have the baby, after a couple of months, you know what Sell you Sell that one on eBay and grab a new one and if you get, want a new yeah, one. Because yeah, because there's all different types of prams, and a lot of people buy them ahead of time. But what you will need when the baby comes will be different to what you think you need. So so on the pram topic, I'm, as you guys know, I'm fairly into exercise and fitness, and we're like, oh, yeah, let's get a exercise pram one that you can run. Mm. And... That's a good idea in theory, mm. but in practice, it's just not feasible. I couldn't get a decent enough exercise, and I wouldn't feel safe running with him. Yeah. So, so my my idea of like, yeah, I'll, I'll run with this pram. I'm never going to do it. I just never will. Yeah. Um, because it just doesn't seem feasible. So it's like, well, they had these conceptions. Yeah, out that's it. So you you'll figure out what you need a couple of months in, and then you can buy that. So, I would add to your list um, a good a good professionally fitted car seat. That's oh, adjustable yeah. and can change. You have to have that. Um, and I mean, obviously, that's an obvious, you know, if you drive, you want to have a car seat. But on top of that, a bit of advice that we got was um, for the comfort toy, get three of the same one. Oh, yes, yes. Um, the idea being is, and we're not going to face this issue, but this is, you know, speak to people that are a bit further down the line than you. Um, if they've got a comfort toy and that comfort toy gets vomited on or gets dirty and you need to wash it or it gets lost, now, now your child is freaking out because they haven't got their comfort toy. Yes. So if you get three identical comfort toys mm-hmm. that you can rotate in and out, the child won't know the difference yeah. and you're able to clean it and if you lose one, it's not the end of the world. Because I've heard stories 
of people, you know, searching far and wide, trying to find this exact same toy, not being able to find it, and then yes. having to deal with the child's And the other, the other bad thing is even if you can find a replacement, it doesn't smell like you. Yeah. So get it smelling like you from the beginning. That's it. Okay. Um, what else do you need beforehand? Um, some sort of bath support. I got a few different ones. I got a baby bath. We probably don't need a baby bath at all. We only used it for a couple of weeks. But a little bit of a support. We've got a little ramp thing that you can put him in, and he can use that for a long time. And then once he can sit, I've got a little support that he can sit in. Um, I think I think that, I mean, on top of this um, podcast, and I'll link it to you, they'll both go up at the same time, we're going to put a, a written blog in which we'll sort of mm-hmm. catalogue um, in a bit more depth, um, and you'll be able to read it, and like, we had this, we recommend this many of swaddles, this many blankets, mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff, so we'll be a bit more comprehensive in that. But I think if you're not unsure buy it but maybe look for secondhand stuff for a lot of the stuff because yeah. like you don't you don't need to get a brand new cot you don't need to get a brand new side carry you don't need a brand new table because doing so i reckon by finding it on ebay or gifts from friends mm-hmm. or you know get it on the cheap we've saved probably probably spent a fifth yeah. of, oh, of yeah. what we would have spent and you know no one has the money like we're looking at how much everything would have cost brand new and we just couldn't afford it. No. It's 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 ridiculous. So, you know, if you feel like you need it and that'll help you with any anxiety, get it. But you know, just just before you commit to a, you know, if you if you know you need a pram, get a cheap one, and then when you when you need or when you know that you're going to use it, then get the expensive one if that's what you want to go down. Another thing's the baby monitor. We never bought one because we thought I'll buy one when I need it, and we but, still haven't needed it. But some people do swear by it, and if yes. we do need it, we will. But it's one of those yeah. things we don't need it yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not going to need it if the baby's in the room. So again, you've got a few months there to think about it. And and I just want to emphasise, um, you know, what we're saying isn't gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the key is is that you need to look at what people that you know, the support you're getting, and take a take a little bit of a different um, a different approach to to that sort of stuff. Look look widely, and work out what works for you. There's a couple of things that you should do based on you know, ensuring that your baby's safe. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're putting him in the cot, put, he, put his feet lower lower down to the end yep. as opposed to his head so there's less risk of SIDS. But beyond those sort of mm. guaranteed things, mm-hmm. it's fairly it's fairly um, free. You know, you, you've got That's it options. That's right. And you read read different opinions and try different things and, and know that it's your baby and you know him best and I think, you're going to work it out. Yeah, that, that intuitive thing. Um, You know, from my end, I've never really held a baby that much, but... I sort of grabbed when I was holding him and first holding him, I sort of started moving and, and holding and doing some stuff with him. And I sort of, you sort of just work it out. And yeah. it, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to sort of believe on, on the other side of things mm-hmm. like prior. I'm like, Oh yeah, whatever. And I sort of, when I heard people saying that I didn't really believe it, but the way it works is, is you'll hold him and it's simple learning on my end. Mm. If I hold him, I'll move him in one way and the crying increases. Yeah. That's teaching me to do that less. If I move him a different way and the crying decreases, I'm like, oh, that works. Yeah. So for me, what I found works well is I'll hold him or I'll stand with him and I'll sort of move him up and down, sort of like I'm, um, like if you imagine him as a footballer, I'll like raise him up, lower him down and sort of stir him. Like out away from your body. Yeah, out away from my body, up and down. Or, or or I'll hold him close to my body and do like a like I'm lifting weights, like a squat motion. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that moves him up and down and that just calms him down. Or I've found there's a few different ways to hold and burp him couple of ways he likes with me mm-hmm. he doesn't actually like those with you yes so 
what I'm trying to get at is, is prior, I wouldn't have believed that I would just learn that. But it's just, it didn't, I wouldn't say it came naturally, but he will teach you quickly yes. what he likes. If you're doing something, he cries, you do less of that. Mm. If you're doing something that he likes, he cries less, you do more of that. Absolutely. So he, he's effectively teaching you. Mm-hmm. And it's that balance between that. Could you think of anything else that people, you know, maybe in their last um, month of pregnancy or, or their first week of, of having the child would like to hear? Um, well, one thing is that, yeah, it's all very anxious at the, like at the end of the pregnancy, you think it's all going to be so bad and stuff, but, and it maybe is for a little while while you work it all out, but it, it really does become easy and you start to enjoy the baby and it becomes really nice and lovely and beautiful. How did you get through that anxiety period? Um, I like to read a lot. So I read a lot of different opinions on what to do with the baby and I like to towards the um uh, they call it natural parenting but the um the breastfeeding and the baby wearing and sort of being there for him more maybe but a lot of new research out there now is about holding him more and stuff anyway but then you sort of have to give him the opportunity to do it themselves as well so you know you try a bit of that and then when he starts it's all really about crying, balance yeah Every area. yeah so you just I guess I just tried a lot of different things and then I realised, I guess one thing actually was that I realised that, hang on, no one's really got it all worked out. Like, you'll be talking to the nurse and she'll be telling you what to do and you might start feeling bad because it's different to what you're already doing. But then I would ask her a different question and she'd go, oh, oh, I don't know, try this thing or, you know, like, who knows sort of thing. And then you're like, oh, you haven't got this worked out either. It's Everyone has to work out their own baby. Yeah. There's no actual answer. So that there's, there's sort of like general guidelines, but then yeah. there's a lot of free movement within there. And some people try and tell you that their opinion is like the only way to do it. And you might feel really bad about what you're doing, but then you realise, oh, that person doesn't really know either. They're just telling you stuff. You, you have to work it out. Mm. I've, I found um, something that really helped me, and I might have said it before, is seeing, um, you know, spending some time with a newborn baby or with a young child, you know, changing a diaper, mm-hmm. um, just watching the parents. And that itself, that alone, just reduced a lot of anxiety. Like watching a friend look after a baby. Yeah, yeah. watching watching friends and family members with young kids mm-hmm. just look after them and just helping them out and holding the kid and that mm. sort of stuff. That 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 alone got rid of a lot of anxiety. I didn't That's really, true. yeah. I, I mean, I didn't really learn much practical knowledge, but the fear reduction was worth every minute. Actually, that's a good point. Talking to my girlfriends that have had kids made a massive difference in that first few weeks as well. I would just, mm. like, message them and go, what did you do with this? And they would tell me, and obviously they all had different ideas. I think I think that's a good point. There's there's always answers out there. Mm. So, like, with with life, not just with babies, but with anything, you know, if you if you don't know something, it's in a book, it's online, it's in someone's head. And there's a lot of good helpline numbers out there now, 24-hour like things you can call to get advice might, about your I baby. I might put um, some of those yep. in the show notes, Good just idea. um, just as a as a thing. So we, yeah. Actually, I've got one one more thing that was very important. Um, just taking it really easy for four weeks after you've had the baby. It's okay to relax. It's it, okay to. It's almost really needed. Yeah. Yeah, like, and even the last month of the pregnancy, but I felt a lot better the last month of my pregnancy, which I thought. When I first got pregnant, I thought the last month of my pregnancy would be a write-off. I thought I'd be in bed, like, crying or, you know, who knows what would we, happen we to We were me. Um, out and about walk, going on big, long walks and yeah, a whole bunch of stuff and on, on the day that he was due. Yeah, yeah, even. yeah. <laughs> I came to watch you do a grading and went for walks and, 
like obviously you're a bit disabled, you can't reach anything and you feel kind of crap. It's hard. But you're okay. Yeah. You can get in the car. You know, some people can't get in the car, but they can still walk around a bit. As long as you haven't got any condition that's actually making you sick, you're probably going to be fairly okay Mm -hmm. for the whole pregnancy. Yep. But after you have the baby, after I had the baby, I've never felt so crap in my life. Like, you know, getting up is a chore. And I had a beautiful, joyful, what they call joyful, natural birth. So I couldn't have asked for anything better and I felt like crap for a whole month. The first two weeks, the the hormones are up and down. You're crying at any moment for no reason. Um, You just feel like crap. You know, some people get, there's after pains. There's, some people get after pains after the birth, just as bad as the labor was. It's, it's ridiculous. So stay at home, rug up, you know, take the time, take a whole month, take four weeks. Not saying you have to stay at home and do nothing. Go out and have a coffee or whatever, but just don't do stuff. They, they tell you not to lift anything heavier than your baby, and I actually didn't, and it was the best thing. Um, and also I had you there for the whole month. So dads out there, if you can take a month, take a month. I know the society standard is two weeks. But I think if you can take three or four, you'll be really happy that you're never going to get that time back with your newborn baby and your wife's never going to need you more in her whole life than the <laughs> first month of when yeah, she has that there's baby. A, there's a definite level of vulnerability that I've not seen. I've but I mean, never I mean, so I feel like you're, you're still a bit vulnerable now, but you're, you're pretty much back. Yeah. And after that month, it was like a switch went off and I was like, suddenly I'm okay. Mm. I'm, I'm still not 100%, but I'm okay. Whereas the first month, I just needed you there. Sorry, the baby's I think, here. Saying I think hello um, a we bit. might we might wrap it up now, yeah. that, now that little <laughs> baby Arch is um, getting Working a bit grisly. <laughs> so um, thank you, Maria. I appreciate it, thank and you. um, we'll we'll co-write that blog and get it yeah. online and link everyone to it. Great, thank thanks you. again. Thanks for listening, and if you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Zach P Phillips on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Or you can head over to my website at zachary-phillips.com. From there, you'll be able to read my blog, have a look at my short videos, as well as check out my book. Thank you. Thank you.